2: This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to Burke in the Game. It is Cheryl Burke, and it has been a week now since my final bow and my farewell. Holy shit. Lots of emotions. But honestly, I think I cried it out basically uh, the last month of the season because I don't necessarily have tears. It's more like maybe a little bit of shock that I pulled the trigger here. But mainly, I have just been reminiscing through the whole time and experience I've had on the show and amazing, I guess, relationships and connections I've made, both, you know, the talent side of Dancing with the Stars and behind the scenes. I am, you know, still, (laughs) I guess, a little nervous and scared for, um, what is next, right? Like I have, I have all these opportunities, which is a great thing. However, nothing is set in stone yet. Um, you know, I have to wait it out and I have to really be okay with living in this uncertainty. The last time I took a hiatus from Dancing with the Stars, it was when I had a contract in place to go over to NBC to do, I can do that. This time around, it's very different. You know they really did a proper send-off which was so beautiful and I will start to talk about that as well as soon as I finish this thought but it was um, you know I was basically playing it safe the last time in that in that sense I wanted to try something different and so I did you know there was a few times I did take a break because I needed it whether that would be you know back even before I did I can do that I went to Argentina to learn how to Argentine tango and you know I came back revived I took a break to do my live stage show in Japan, Love on the Floor, for a season or two. Um, You know, again, it was straight into all of this, right? So I knew I had a backup plan, and then I took that break to go over to NBC's I Can Do That. Now, this one feels different because, you know, never have they given a pro dancer a proper farewell dance and send off um, like they did with me last week, and i I don't have necessarily the next thing that I'm doing. However, I'm still fully involved in my dance program, Body Language, that I am hoping to launch with a partner in the early, I would say early 2023, right? And there is and there has been lots of interviews and auditions for this one show that I can't Necessarily tell you guys what it is, but it's a very popular show that um, a lot of people have watched. Um, and it is obviously that is still up in the air, depending on you know how the ratings are for that show. And that's all I can say so far. I'll, I will know more though, either end of January or beginning of February. But yes, it is scary. And I do now understand what it means when athletes say, you know, when it's the end of their career, they go into a dark place because, you know, really this has defined my life. You know, this is what I said to Tyra when she asked me what I'll miss most about Dancing with the Stars It's my family because they truly, the show as a whole has been my identity in every single way. I just saw my first audition that I did back in 2005 for Dancing with the Stars. And then I basically compared it to what I had just said with Tyra as far as an interview goes. And wow, I've grown so much. And again, I just want to thank Dancing with the Stars for really, and I meant every single word for helping me find my voice they have been a part of my identity, but like with anything, you know, it's time to spread my wings and fly. However, I don't plan on necessarily, I think a lot of people I've seen, because as you know, I read comments. Some people have insinuated that I need to, I'm focusing on my own mental health. Well, that is uh, false. Um, yes, I will always be me- focusing on my own mental health. Like I've said before, I'm a work in progress. Um, but that is not the reason for me leaving the show. You know, I left the show because I want to grow as a person in my career and personally, to be quite honest. I've compared this breakup in a way to a divorce. So this would be my second divorce of the year. Um, And this one though is more amicable as I've said in interviews. However, you know, if this show doesn't necessarily see me more than a professional dancer, and again, I don't say that lightly, then I'm moving on. You know, for me, I need, it's important. I've always been this way. I need to make it official. You know, I had discussions with my team before announcing my retirement. And I don't like to say the word retirement because I'm not retiring off of television or I'm not retiring. I'm just reti- I'm Basically hanging up my dance shoes is the best way to say, to say it because I truly believe my life has yet to begin. Um, and, you know, for me, retirement feels like um, I'm really just retiring at an early age. And that's not the case. I'm going to be working harder than ever. But in something different, in something that I've now grown up and to fall in love with, which is mental health as a whole. Not not just my own, not just to be curious about me, but to also, you know, continue with really, you know, using the platform that I've been able to create through the show and use it to be in service of other people, to to be able to talk about my experiences with my own mental health. Um, That doesn't mean I'm checking into the nearest rehab. So I just want to make sure (laughs) that is clear. Um, I think a lot of people, too, when it comes to, you know, how open I am, believe that, oh, she's in pain or she's not okay. The amount of people who I guess in a way have been ignorant um, to say to me, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? I think there's still a huge stigma when it comes to mental health therapy and anything, I guess, in quotes, negative Emotions are not a negative thing. Me being in therapy isn't negative and me wanting to talk about my past and my mental health is not negative. It is actually quite the opposite. I believe it falls under that umbrella of vulnerability, of being open enough to be able to share, to be courageous enough to be able to share my own story and to be able to tell it is a blessing. And if anything, I believe people come up to me and friends of uh, longtime friends really who don't know how to necessarily ask me what is has been going on they just ask if i'm okay and they think i'm in pain because i have been crying lately i have cried in front of people i don't know and people i do know Um, however that doesn't mean that i'm not okay you know i think we have to change the way that we define feelings because feelings is a normal thing to have now owning it and facing your feelings is a different story. I think that I've always put a brave face on, but I've been even more broken inside. I'm not broken right now. If anything, it's quite the opposite. And I think for people who haven't seen me in a long time that I've known for since I was a teenager, they probably think that this is a cry for help me talking about my feelings, but that's not the case at all this is actually the most healing, this is my work. This is part of the work that I'm doing. This is the most healing process or the most healing step of them all, I think is being able to do this. And have I questioned myself? Like Cheryl, are you okay? Absolutely. Because there's still that, you know, inside me, there's still that little girl that doesn't trust a hundred percent my feelings. But I think that we should celebrate when people are emotional instead of label them as being not okay or crazy or she needs to get some help or take this this should help you or shoot up with this it's like it's so that alone is there's really nothing to fix it right like this emotion and as I've experienced quite a lot recently the emotion of crying like really crying it goes away in less than five minutes for me at least it does and so I've just really tried knowing that has created a safe space for me just to be able to cry when I want to cry.
0: I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
1: My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. i never seen a man
0: How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it.
0: From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was
2: Prior to my farewell dance, we do this thing called camera blocking, as you know, where we rehearse. um, um, This time for the finale, it was on a Saturday as opposed to Sunday, because it was um, a big finale. A lot of couples everyone comes back that got eliminated and i was crying like a baby i don't think i've ever cried while dancing like the way i did on saturday when we blocked um this farewell dance to the point where pasha was like uh you're not gonna do this on monday right because i forgot i blacked out but i got it out of my system and then i am happy i did that because i knew okay come Monday. We, we actually, I, I have to avoid tears at all costs because I really wanted to perform at my best on Monday, which I do believe that I did. I feel like I hit that fourth state of consciousness. I feel like I hit that flow state where I don't really remember every detail. I just remember, I think I got a total of, what, seven hours of sleep that finale week last week, which is... uh. <laughs> something i don't recommend i have a hard time sleeping anyway since i've been sober um i only sleep like maybe four to six hours at the most a night however i do do transcendental meditation twice a day which is supposedly for the science um is equivalent to a few hours of sleep basically added on to your whatever how many hours you slept that night anyway my point is is that during rehearsal on monday dress rehearsal and blocking prior to that i was exhausted stamina wise like sasha even came up to me sasha not pasha sasha was like don't run out of steam towards that ending because at that very end of that dance we do like this fast uh samba they're called bachakata section um it's a bachakata as well anyway too hard to explain via just using my voice, but um, it went really fast. And that was when I died at every, that. It was like clockwork at that moment. I That was when my stamina, I would just be like, oh, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. I had so much energy when it was live. And when, when I danced that dance live that I had no idea. I definitely prayed right before I went out because I was so nervous that I wasn't going to get through it meaning like just being so exhausted and tired. I had two hours. I got two hours of sleep that Sunday night prior to the finale. And then it was done and it was a beautiful and I watched it back. It, it took me a while to watch it back because I was really nervous as to what it was going to look like. But everyone was like, oh, my God, that was the best that you've ever done it. And I felt amazing. All I knew was that I did not run out of steam whatsoever and it was really nice to be able to say my, you know, and to show my gratitude or to say to say thank you to the cast and crew of Dancing with the Stars. And I just want to thank the production again for allowing me this time. I know that the finale is about the finalists, is about, you know, the amazing Mirabal champs, Mark Ballas and Charlie D'Amelio, um, who I think should have won hands down. So I'm happy that the result was the way it was. Um, and I'm just grateful that they in a way, shared the spotlight just to, you know, for me to say goodbye and just to give me that moment, that couple of minutes that they did. So I'm grateful. I'm so happy for all the four finalists, the four couples. They're very well deserved, I think. And I believe that the same thing when it comes to the Mirrorball champs. I'm so happy Mark Ballas came back. I remember, you know, in the beginning of the season, Mark was like, I just don't know. I haven't moved my body in like five years, you know, because he took a long time off of the show. However, he hasn't lost anything. He is creative, if not even more creative. I love Charlie as a person. And um, I think she's amazing. She's so humble and she is the real deal. And same with her whole family. I met didn't meet her sister um yet but her mother Heidi you know we've become friends we're gonna start being workout buddies and then I met um her dad as well and they're really just normal people and i um, grateful for this experience and I love that I love I just love when people are so successful yet still so real and um not so uh I guess affected by the fame so yes I also want to thank Louie and Pasha. Um, this, was such a memorable way for me to go out on a high note. Um, Thank you, Tyra Banks, for giving me this moment as well and saying how she was a fan and how she remembered I'm the first memory that comes to her mind when saying dancing with the stars or thinking dancing with the stars. And she basically said, what a way to retire going out on top of your game because you still got it. And so thank you for those kind words. And thank you to Alfonso as well for um, sending me off, I guess. Uh, This is, whoa, I still think I'm feeling all these feels and i have said as well that this is worse than my divorce when it comes to the emotional side of things. I, um, you know, met my ex-husband on this show. I, again, everything goes back to Dancing with the Stars. This is every day is going to be, I have to take it one day at a time, just like my, um, just like my program, my AA program. I think to think too far in advance, even just to think of like what's next, you know, it's so funny how everyone asks me what's next instead of just celebrating that I have ended an era. I think that if um, we were in Europe, it'd be different. But here in the States, you know, it's always about what's next instead of really living in the moment. And that's what I'm going to try and do. I'm trying, I'm trying to just tune out the noise, at least that type of like noise that I feel maybe anxiety over when it comes to what's next, what's next. It's like, let's just celebrate the now. I did 17 years. I did my time on that show and um, I did it to the fullest. There's no regrets. I have made this decision. And again, do I hope to be still a part of the brand? Yes, but I'm not banking on it, that's for sure. And I'm happy that I took the initiative. You know, I think at the end of the day, I, uh, like I've said, this has been a long time coming and I would have liked this to be my decision as it was rather than me hitting mid forties, and no longer being able to move and uh, being let go, right? Anyway, I don't know what they're gonna do moving forward. However, I know what I'm going to do. I am going to slowly start to peel away the umbilical cord or slowly cut the umbilical cord that is still connected very much to the show and not in a negative way, but I need to start letting it go. And so here I am saying that and um, thank you to all of my fans and to this podcast for letting me just be me and a non-edited version of me. Um, thank you for accepting me and not judging me. Um, I appreciate every single one of you and I look forward to my next chapter, whatever that may be. But until then, I'm going to just be right here, right now, taking it one minute at a time. Love you guys. I will talk to you soon. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and stay safe out there. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at berkinthegame. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at berkinthegame at iheartradio.com.
0: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie.